friends, thanks for being here with me at the local table. I'm Carrie Dirksen, the boss behind Feathered Arrow, a wedding planning and design company based in sunny Los Angeles, California. But don't be fooled, because I'm also a lifestyle photographer, and now, your podcast host. I've been building a business for over five years, and two things that I've learned more than anything is that community is powerful, and that stories truly matter. We all have a story to tell, wisdom to share, and advice to give. And what better way to learn than by sitting around a table with a drink in one hand and community right next to you. So join me on this adventure as I share about life, business insights, advice, and share people's stories of triumphs and failures. So pull up a chair, friend, and grab a drink as we dive into this week's episode of The Local Table. Testing. Test one, two. Test, test, I might test, giggle test. like sometime throughout just because okay. there's a new format. That's all right. It's like I don't giggle in front of an audience, but I'll giggle <laughs> in front of just you in a completely dark we work. All right, Brian. Well, we are recording. Hi. Welcome hey, to the Carrie. local table. We are really sitting at a table. In a really dark we work right now. <laughs> That's true. It's it's kind empty. of creepy. The lights like turn on and off and I don't see anybody walking which is weird but that's okay it could be because of the state of we work and oh everything going on there <laughs> but you know we won't, you know it is eight o'clock so i think we're true. okay we won't get into that but <laughs> yeah um anyway thanks for being here brian so this is your first time on a podcast this is my first time first time caller first time caller this is first great. time listener to the local table <laughs> it's great you're gonna listen to all the shows i am okay, i couldn't find it on you. spotify but now if it's you type there. in local table it is there, it is there. I, it's confirmed maybe there was a glitch the first day i, I think there know. was a glitch you know <laughs> and, and then it exploded with the amount of hits you got I, a ton. and now it's top of the list it was like number one on you were you were number spotify. one yeah yep, that's right yeah, i'm pretty sure <laughs> yep. oh there's somebody in we work now that's hey cleaning the building thank you so much for your service okay (laughs) (laughs) anyway um thanks for being here so this was kind of like last minute but brian came in and co-worked with me the other week yes we work yeah um and we were just talking about his job and what he's kind of done over the past couple of years with his job and like some improv work and so I thought this would be a really good topic because yeah. I don't think I've ever heard anyone really talk about it outside of you. So yeah, it's the best. This is great. So first off, introduce yourself. Um, tell me a little bit about your career journey. Okay. Well, first of all, Brian and I met almost eight years ago, which is crazy. That is crazy. We met two full college terms <laughs> ago. Wow. Yeah. I never thought about that. I know. That makes me feel really old every oh time so, I think about it in that way. Oh, God. I've been out of college for 10 years. Yeah. No. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Gosh. We're, we're getting old. there. We're getting old. Okay. Anyway. But Brian and I met at Tom's, um, and I was just an intern. Brian, that was like your first... Was that your first full-time uh, job? Uh, I had a, a marketing job before that. Oh, okay. Uh, but I always wanted to work at Tom's out of college. And then I had the opportunity. So I left my job after like seven months. Gotcha. And then, so yeah. So Tom's was really my first full-time so, job. So I think I've told you this story before, but I kind of want to tell everybody else. Oh, but. yeah. I want to I hear it. I remember um, I was sitting in a meeting with one of my bosses. 
at the time at and toms? at toms okay. yeah at the time and she it was like your first day or something and you like came into like the kitchen like the common area space uh-huh. by the coffee bar and she was like "Ooh, look at the new hire he's really cute oh and she was goodness. like elbowing me and i was like i don't know who this guy <laughs> and, and eight years like, later here we are yeah i know and then we ended up like sitting next to each other and which is great it was great yeah became good friends mm-hmm. and i'm pretty sure you had a girlfriend at the time too that my boss was like look at him you should like get his yeah. number and i'm like i, I haven't met him yeah it's fine anyway but it was amazing we uh, you was. were like the best co-worker oh, and i feel like we were like 50 50 on getting work done and then like the other 50 on you know building a strong friendship that's which true. is so fun that's true i love yeah sitting next to you is the most fun i mean how can you not enjoy going to work when you're like sitting next to a good friend that's right 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 yeah that's great that's what you want so anyway tell us about yourself and kind of your career path that you've been on like things you've done you can kind of start with Tom's or whatever yeah. you want to do. No, we'll start with Tom's. Um, so I, uh, all throughout college, I loved hanging out with people. I loved investing in people. I was an RA. I was part of a service organization, uh, but I just happened to major in business. So I never really knew like, oh, this is, this is my calling. This is what I want to yeah. do. Uh, but, you know, Tom's is always something that stood out to me and I got to work in a really cool uh, department with you where, you know, we did a lot of great work with, you know, churches and schools and nonprofits and businesses and helping spread the Tom's movement. Uh, and then I went to a nonprofit at Fuller Seminary called the Fuller Youth Institute okay. from there. And we, uh, I kind of did similar to what I did at Tom's and working with churches and helping mm-hmm. recruit them for different training organizations, uh, training programs that we offered. And so it was largely like account management marketing and then like a hint of sales and the sales aspect was like really fun for me yeah like oh this is like i don't know this is like really energizing like getting people in yeah as i am like the honorary salesperson for feathered arrow collective now (laughs) Uh, it's true he's brought in a couple clients for me actually Um, which is amazing yeah uh, maybe like five i don't know yeah Yeah. i have one this weekend that's right there we go (laughs) uh so that was something i feel like sales is perfect for you because like you're such a like outgoing personality and like you do really well with people. Yeah. That's a side note, but thank you. I appreciate that. And I think for me, it's, I enjoy the aspect of like, Hey, I want to initiate a relationship with you and get to a spot where you trust me and then we can create something. Yeah. So that, that was really fun for me doing that like on a, on a church setting. And for me, it was like, I really want to grow and develop in this while staying at a mission driven company. Yeah. And so that's how I found general assembly. Um, was, you know, they're a tech education community that helps individuals completely change their careers and do a 180 switch. And so I get to like, I got to be that person that processed that with individuals. Um, and we also work with companies, which is now my new role where we help companies completely upskill or reskill their whole workforce to be more tech and data and digital driven yeah um, like more savvy i guess like helping yeah. them be better at what they do essentially. yeah exactly right? and helping add like new skills okay um that they don't currently have yeah. so like tech is changing so much data science digital marketing ux design all the stuff that's changing all the time yeah. like you you were like market feathered arrow yeah facebook pixel changes like like once a week it seems right. like right yeah so we teach people how to stay ahead of the curve and make sure that they know the most that's up-to-date cool. things yeah yeah 
That's awesome. So, um, kind of like a lot of different, I mean, you've kind of like were in sales a little bit from the start, I guess. Yeah. Like- yeah. A little bit. Yeah. So, th- and this was at GA, it was kind of like my, m- the first time it was like my formal, like only role. Like yeah. you were only doing sales. Yeah. Like this is how we're going to measure right. your success. Yeah. At Tom's and Fuller, there was a lot of different Areas Factors, where it's like, oh, yeah. marketing and like building partnerships and relationships and how many assets we're sending out and, you know, how many books we're selling. So a lot of different factors. Right. But yeah, this is the first time where it's like I'm stepping into like a 100% sales role. Like, yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's cool. So you, um, I guess like, did you, so when did you fall into improv? Was that yeah. at GA? Because I remember when you like started kind of using improv as an outlet, I guess, just for like fun. Right. Yeah. That's how mm-hmm. you got started. So like kind of share a little bit of how you got into that yeah. aspect and like how that's kind of blended with your career now. Yeah, totally. So I was at a retreat and they had an improv workshop and I was like, like I grew up watching whose line is it anyways. Yeah. Um, and I, for those who don't know, like give like a quick one or two sentences of like, what is improv? Oh, okay. Wow. Um, okay. So improv is essentially a team game where you are with another person and you create something from scratch. Um, and improv is all about adapting and reacting to something happening around you and going with an idea and doing it in a collaborative team effort way. Right. So most of of us see improv as like comedy. Yeah. A lot of us see improv as comedy, which this is where I'm going to like just ramble here. This is where I'm going to nerd out, (laughs) Carrie. So yes, improv is so funny. uh, But the best improvisers I know don't try to be funny at all. Uh, The best improvisers I know are completely 100% grounded in just being good human beings and listening and uh, building off an idea. Oh, that's fascinating. I never thought about that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because think about like, you know, friends that you have that like try to be funny, that they try right. to like land a joke that's like, mm, that's, so that good. doesn't fit. <laughs> or like even, you know, when you're at an improv show or comedy show and somebody just tells a joke out of left field and it's yeah. like you could feel the awkward tension in the right. room because it doesn't fit in with anything. Yeah. Um, and maybe if it was like a one-off thing where he's doing a stand-up set by himself, it'd be funny. Different, but because right. it's out of context, it just doesn't settle at all okay okay so okay so you okay that's what improv is that's so what improv how did is you... yeah it's a team game collaborative game I, yeah. I compare um to nerd out more uh i compare improv to like basketball a lot okay i played basketball volleyball growing up and this kind of ties into how i yeah. got into improv and why it stuck with it um you know basketball is a team game and uh in improv everybody's the point guard in basketball the point guard is the person that's yeah in charge of passing the ball and facilitating the movements right. to get somebody to score. Yeah. And in improv, everybody's a point guard. So everybody's in charge of passing the ball and mm. really is facilitating the scene forward together. And then eventually somebody just has a really easy shot and makes the shot. And that's like the joke that's funny that gets people laughing. Yeah. Um, so for me, uh, you know, I played basketball, volleyball in high school and college and, you know, as a 24 year old, which is when I did improv five years ago when I first started, okay. there's no like outlet to really do that. There's like rec leagues and right. it's just like, that's cool. But improv is like, oh my gosh, here's this new team game where for me, it's like, 
oh, this is like really competitive, but not competitive against my teammates, but it's like we're a team and we're just trying to be the best we can. Right. Uh, and just create this like best scene possible. Um, so that's what really stood out to me is like every time it's like, I want to get better. I want to yeah. get better. I want to set somebody up for this like perfect joke or uh, like, you know, create this world that's like super weird um, that's grounded in reality and just like expand from there. Yeah. Cause I watched a couple, I mean, it came up to a couple of your like improv shows, Thank which you. progressively got better. <laughs> yeah. You know, you I don't mean, start but, out amazing. Yeah, by any but means. no, like it was fun to watch and I get what you mean by like everyone's kind of like elevating and like lifting up the other person because you don't want to like toss them the ball and they fail because then they like kind of, Looks like they failed too. Totally, like the whole scene's ruined. And because... you don't want somebody to toss you the ball and you swat the ball down, right? Yeah. Right, which happens a lot. Yeah, like that's a you know like one of the biggest rules of improv is yes and, which is mm. a term that's like thrown around like everyone's like oh I need to get to yes and you yeah. know and it's like the big <laughs> like improv term, but yes and is essentially taking information and acknowledging it and then responding to it in a way that moves something forward. Oh, that's right. Cool. So if yeah. I say, Hey, Carrie, happy birthday. I got you this, uh, you know, Chardonnay from your favorite <laughs> winery, which they serve, you know, this beautiful Chardonnay there, you know, you wouldn't say like, oh, it's not my birthday. Cause then it kills everything I said. Right. Right. It right. just like deflates the scene. Um, and so it's, it's like, me being like Oh yes, Brian, thank you so much. And I got you, yeah this basketball and you're like I can't, and you're like and i would probably say something like carrie that's how great of a friend you are it's your birthday and you gave me this basketball yeah and it's signed by shaquille o'neal <laughs> right so like what we're doing there and this is this is like if you know you walk away from this podcast improv is like what you and i did is we just painted a picture yeah. so we start out with this blank canvas and what i did is i painted this picture saying hey it's carrie's birthday and i'm passing you the marker and you're just adding to what I'm already giving you. And then you're passing it back to me. And then, you know, what we're doing is collaborating, right? So what you wouldn't do to the picture that we're drawing together is like scribble out. Right. Like, it's, like not no, it's not my birthday. Which people think is funny. And they do that out right. of fear because they don't know what to do. They don't know what to say, yeah. But if you kind of just like invest in this like grounded reality, then like weird things come up. Yeah. Like it's weird that you would give me a basketball on your birthday. Yeah. Right. So that's probably where we take the scene It's like, we'd have a lot of fun with that. Right. Of like, how, how do you give gifts to other people yeah. when it's your birthday? Right. Right. Um, so that, would, and that, that's like, that's the funny thing to me is like, you, you weren't trying to be funny. You're no. just trying to be realistic. I was like, but that's a super funny thing. And it's yeah. just like, okay, now let's invest in that. And that's yes. And it's like, okay. now we're just going down this funnel. Yeah. Uh, because oftentimes we get stuck in like the, oh, thank you, Brian. Um, uh, I, I'm going to draw on this whiteboard for our lesson that we're studying right now. And this, then I would say, oh, Carrie, I have work over here to do. So now we're talking about like a bunch of different things, but not leading things, right? one place, yeah. right? Yeah. Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody likes that in real life. Yeah. It's the same thing of like, nobody likes to listen to like, hey, Carrie, how are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Great. Now we're nowhere. That right. doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, those are the worst conversations, but mostly yeah. we're all having them. Yeah. So, okay. You, so you got interested in improv, did it for years, yeah. but then, so a couple of years ago you did like a workshop because you were starting yes. to like implement it into like the workplace. And I think most of us, like when you were teaching this workshop, I came and took photos and most of us would never think like, what do you mean you're using improv for right. 
to help mm-hmm. people at their jobs. Yeah. And so I watched you do this workshop and it was actually really cool to like see all these people connecting, like doing these exercises. So share a little bit of like how improv relates to people's jobs and how you like implement that into it. Yeah. I mean, I believe improv brings to the surface, like somebody's character almost Mm -hmm. of how somebody behaves in improv class. You could really get a sense of who they are. Yeah. If they're a generous person, if they're a selfish person, um, you know, if they're a control freak or if they're really shy, like you get a sense of that. Um, and so really like the base ground rules of improv is just like really good human principles, like standby. Right. So this idea of like, yes, and if we were to go back to that, it's important to like invest in people. It's important to invest in relationships and conversations. And like, that's the friend I want to be known as is like the friend that's like really curious to like really dig at somebody's life Mm -hmm. and really show them that I'm caring about them. Right. Um, and so like for business, like yes, and shows up in a lot of different ways. If we are in like a brainstorming meeting together, you know, there's a lot of times when, you know, we could be in a circle of like 10 people and uh, like people like bring up ideas. And a lot of times people say, ah, that that's not going to work. Right. That's like a that's a no. That's that's yeah. a no. Or, <laughs> that's a nicer way or like the fancier way of saying no is like, oh, yeah, Brian, that's interesting. But that's not going to work because of X, Y, Z reason. Right. So what happens is you just get stuck in like this bad culture where in brainstorming meetings, yes, ending is like really important. Like, mm-hmm. how are we like thinking of like different ideas? Okay, Carrie, that's interesting. Tell me more about that. Like, mm. let's like play around with that idea. In reality, in business world, it may not work. Yeah. But to actually take that idea and like show the person, hey, I care about you, and like let's actually see if this becomes something. Right. It's kind of like I guess giving them like a little more like thought and time and being like okay, like let's like share a little bit more about that instead of like dismissing someone's idea. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get to an opportunity, which like another aspect, if we're talking about another rule of improv is like commitment. So like when you yes and something, then you practice this art of commitment of being more specific, like being specific, like shows up. It's such an important like business skill to have. Right. Um, Like when you are able to contribute a specific idea to your boss or your team and say, Hey, you know what? I do think we should invest in Disney Plus stock because we are seeing the trends that 10 million people subscribed on day one, and we're seeing that the predictive analytics show that they're going to add 200 million more subscribers by the year end 2021. Right. Great. I love the voice that you changed. I know. That's my <laughs> stock option voice specifically. Also, did 10 million people download or invest uh, in it? Yes, on the first day, I think. That's insane. Yeah, their stock went up 8%. Wow. Yeah. I clearly wasn't paying attention, but okay. <laughs> I actually don't know if it's going to grow $200 million. That's how committed I was. You believe me. Wow. But so anyways, so you're, if you're my boss and I'm trying to get you to invest in that, right. you're more likely to invest in that idea versus if I gave a vague answer and said, Hey Carrie, I, I think we should invest in Disney plus because they got like all the Disney movies now. Right. Right. That's like, vague. Oh, okay, it's cool. like, there's yeah. no data behind that. So being committed and being specific like adds so much to that. Right. So in like a, a like a I guess a workshop or um what's the word I'm trying to think of? Um like with people that yeah. you're there, mm-hmm. like a, an activity or an exercise. What yeah. hey Oh hey, you got a phone. Hey. Who is that? <laughs> 
the front door apparently is calling oh, okay. me. That's okay. Yeah, um, we'll ignore that. I'll ignore that. Um, it's probably Amazon. <laughs> no, let's yes and it. Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Hello. 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 Oh, yep. I don't know. Okay. Anyway. But you know what? That could have been like a really good friend <laughs> that true. just said, hey, I'm doing a surprise visit. And we want to know oh, if we didn't yes and cool. that, right? That would have been cool. Yeah. Oh, no one's okay. done that. So in these workshops <laughs> with people. Anyway. Yeah. What is like an exercise that you are doing with people? Like, you know, you go into like a workplace um, mm-hmm. what is something that you're doing to get people to, I guess essentially like your ultimate goal is for people to work be- better as a team. Yeah. So like what's something that is like an easy exercise that you do to get people to kind of be like, Oh, okay. I see where this is going. Cause most people are probably like improv. This guy's here to do improv. Like, yeah, I don't want to do I that. Know. A lot of people are like that at first. And they're like, yeah. Cause I feel like most people, that's probably like their biggest fear is like having to come up with something on the spot. Totally. Yeah. And sort that, of like a stand up comedian, right? Like most of us are like, Oh God, I would like throw up on stage if I had to do that. You yeah. Know? Yeah. That's, that's actually like one of my favorite things is seeing those types of people at the beginning of the workshop and seeing them at the end and yeah. just seeing how much they like it and just like really kind of go with things. Um, if we're thinking about team exercises that I've, I've done and facilitated in the past, a really simple one is, you know, like using yes and. Okay. So it's like if you and I were having a conversation, it would just be, I would say some, I would say come, something like with an active statement. And yeah. then the very next thing out of your mouth is yes and. The very next thing would happen. Gotcha. So you and I would talk in like the first pronoun and just keep it active to keep something moving. Yeah. Um, to, to kind of like stay centered on like focusing on a single thought. Right. Um, I've done a lot of like mock business panels where they have to do... Um, like a creative sprint. Mm-hmm. So I give teams um, like 10 minutes to come up with like an app redesign. Um, oh, okay. And they have to, everyone has to speak and there has to be specific information of how it's going to like help their team grow. Yeah. So because you could get so much done in 10 minutes if you are just focused on like, okay, we have to move. Right. Because when you have 10 minutes, you have, you don't have time to really say no to somebody. And like second guess something. Yeah. Or, it's like, well, yeah. we just got to move. Let's do that. Okay. Like, so okay, how's that's that idea going to work? Yeah. Like let's just build off of that. That yeah. sounds good. Yeah. yeah. So that's a mixture of like pra- practicing like yes and and commitment and like yeah. also listening, which is like the third idea of like, okay, I really need to like listen to this person's idea. How can I like bring out more from this yeah. and like really be attentive and show them that I care and I give a sh, you know, yeah. like, so <laughs> that's okay. You can say it. <laughs> okay. You can give a shit, you know, have them give a shit. I didn't know your demographic of who's listening. To yeah. This. I mean, I feel like we're human, right? So that's fine. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, so we'll bleep it out for Disney plus when your podcast <laughs> yeah. makes it on Disney plus. I think that's then a good 2021 goal. Yeah. Disney plus. Wow. That's, that's I think, it, I think it happened. Thank you. Um, so anyways, yeah. So like listening, um, this is me nerding out and ranting again, but that's I'm going to go into it. Okay. You want a three improbable. So that's the thir- third rule is like listening and listening is, it's such a simple thing that we don't do well at all as humans anywhere, yeah. whether it's work personally, we live in, especially such- today. I feel like oh, with like today. technology. Yes. Yeah. And that's why I'm like super passionate about it. Yeah. Uh, you know, we oftentimes we live in this multicultural world 
Mm-hmm. Uh, mul- multicultural. Well, yeah, we do. <laughs> we do live um, in a multicultural world. We do live in that. And that's great. I'm very proud of that because <laughs> I live in LA for a very specific reason. Yep. We also live in a multitasking world. Yes. Uh, where, I don't know about you, when's the last time you watched Netflix and only watched Netflix and not did anything else? Um, That's a great question. I feel like I try to do it because... Like, if I'm at home with my cousin and we're watching a movie, I feel like she's fairly good at it. Well, now that I think about it, at some point throughout the movie, either one of us is, like, on our phone at some point. Yeah. Like, looking at something. Totally. Like, if you're watching, like, Friends on rerun. Yeah, or no. Or The Office. I'm, or, you know. I'm, like, doing other things. Yeah. I'm, like, folding the laundry, brushing my For teeth. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It, me too. Like, I'm on my phone. Um, That's I got, really sad yeah. to, like, think about. Like, sure. I can't just sit still and watch a movie. No. Yeah. Like, our we're such, like, this dopamine culture now that yeah. we, like, we need that hit at all times. Yeah. And, you know, uh, like, I deleted my Instagram uh, from saw, my app, not like my account. I saw you said goodbye. I know. <laughs> and like four people texted me. They're like, oh my gosh, why'd you delete it? And it's just because like, oh my gosh, because I'm mindlessly checking this app all the time. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm not above it. I'll probably re-download it in like a right. few months. It's a good uh, cleanse. Like, that's a good cleanse. Get back into like out of that habit of yeah. scrolling mindlessly. For sure. When you could be like reading a book or catching up on anything else, the news or whatever. Yeah. Or knowing that Disney Plus had 10 million subscribers. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's how I knew that. Yeah. That's the only reason why I knew I that. I did not. I deleted my Instagram. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, so like I'm watching Netflix. I'm checking my phone. I'm hypervolting my leg because I have a hurt ankle. And then I'm like maybe doing laundry. I'm maybe meal prepping. Like yeah. it's just like I can't just do one thing. Mm-hmm. So when we listen, it's just like discipline of like I'm connecting with you and you only. Right. So I'm making eye contact with you like awkwardly because I'm about to talk about eye contact right now. <laughs> But, like, I talk about eye contact a lot. Eye yeah. contact is, like, one of the most, like, powerful human things it that is. you could do. Yeah. Because um, it's such a genuine, like, human connection. And it's mm-hmm. really vulnerable. Yeah. And one of the things I teach as a teacher in improv is, like, vulnerability is, like, really hard. But vulnerability builds trust. Trust, yeah. And then trust builds relationships. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you're able to, like, be vulnerable through eye contact and just, like, how you're posturing yourselves and how you're showing somebody you're listening. Yeah. That builds like deep trust, which builds deep relationships. My girl, Brene Brown talks about that. <laughs> I love Brene Brown. I love her. Yeah. Meredith and I, my friend Meredith and I talked about, um, well, our friend, how my goal is to get Brene Brown on here. So we'll, we'll shoot for that. Yeah. Next uh, to Disney plus. <laughs> I will, I will awkwardly stand in that tiny corner over there and listen. Uh, I saw I her, her in person last year at UCLA she came and talked, and they were filming, and we didn't know why. And then it w- became her Netflix special. No which way! Was really cool, yeah. So was it amazing? Yeah, it was really. Good. I haven't watched her Netflix special. I just listened to a couple of Roddy books. Um, yeah, you should watch her Netflix special. It's really okay. good. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. Uh, anyway, I'm all about that. All about Brene. So okay, so the top three things are invest. Yeah, invest with like yes and. So okay. it's like your uh, yes. Okay, yeah, we'll recap. Let's recap. Recap the top three things. <laughs> the top three proud. things. Yes and is like you're investing in a conversation. You're building something with somebody else. Yeah. Listening is about being totally 100% present, whether that's your eye contact, whether it's through your posture, um, you know, kind of like your mannerisms, mannerisms that showing that you're listening, even like repeating the last phrase of what yeah. somebody said. Um, we're too agenda driven as like a culture today where it's like, I'll be asking you a question, but in my mind, I'm like, I can't wait to tell Carrie this 
thing right. that happened today. Right. Where it's like, no, I'm, I'm going to be totally present to you right now. Yeah. Um, and then the idea of commitment, which is bringing specific ideas to the table mm-hmm. and, um, you know, committing to yourself and who you are as a person. Yeah. Because if we're going to bring it, if, if we bring it back to improv comedy, do you know what's not funny is like someone saying, hey, Carrie, hand me that thing over there. But if I say, hey, Carrie, hand me that old wooden spatula that we got at the Disneyland factory when we were 13 years old. Yeah. You know, like it's like the more specific information, it's like we're painting that clear picture, Picture right? Picture for people, yeah. Yeah, and the clearer the picture is, like the more funny it is. And then it's like, guess what? You have to commit to that and like own that that's a reality in our lives now. Yeah. Um, I And I like the invest piece too because you said um, if we like repeat the last sentence that – somebody said which just made me think like all of these I mean this is all like relationships right whether it's like career like workplace or like just relationships in your life because it's working with people right and so it's like even in like it made me think of more like a personal relationship whether it's like friendship or spouse or whatever significant other you know, like even in like communication styles with them, like really making eye contact, being present, investing in the conversation, like he- almost hearing what they have to say. Mm-hmm. And I love that it's like if you were like, hey, I, w- I had a really bad day and I felt this way. And it's like, OK, so you felt really sad today. Like, tell me more about that. 100%. Like, I've never really thought about it, but like someone repeating what you said isn't annoying it's kind of like oh you really heard me like you know that I was feeling sad it wasn't just like well why were you sad you know and it feels like different than be like okay like you were sad today yeah it's a way of building empathy yeah uh, for somebody and like really sitting in it with them right and yeah we to to your point of what you're saying you know we'll ask somebody how their weekend was and we'll be like oh it was okay you know I just hung around how was your weekend? And it's like, then we like skip over that mm, instead mm-hmm. of like saying, you know, Hey, like you said it was okay. Like, why was it just okay? Right. And then guess what? You could uncover something like deeper there. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, you know what? Like, um, you know, like my dad is sick and you know, we're kind of struggling or whatever. And then that's an opportunity to show up for somebody right? when, you know, it's, they may not have given you that because maybe they thought that you didn't care, but the yeah. fact that you're doubling down, it's like, you know, this person does care. I'm going to let them in. Yeah. Because I think we'll be surprised with right. like, what we see from that. Because I think that's like twofold, right? Of, I mean, this kind of goes into another topic of like mental health. But like a lot of times when we're struggling or things aren't yeah. going right, we don't want to just be like, oh my gosh, I had a horrible weekend because my dad is sick. And it's yeah. like, no one wants to like be that person who shows up and like spills everything. And it's, it's not even so much as like, we just want everyone to ask and like, you know, we need someone to be like, what's wrong? And like prodded us, but it's more like someone caring. Right. 100%. And like finding the right moment to be like, Hey, I had a bad weekend cause my dad's sick, you know, or whatever it is. Yeah. And I wonder with what you're saying, I wonder if we created such a culture where, you know, with friendships that individuals knew how much we cared yeah. about them, that one, they felt open, like sharing to begin with, or two, they knew that you would ask the right questions to like really sit in w- with them. Yeah. And not just be like, Oh, did you have a good weekend? Yeah. You. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And like really be surface level. And I think that's such a good tangible thing for people to take away too. Cause most of us are like, I don't know how to like take the conversation further. If it's just small talk of like, how was your weekend? Oh good. Like how was yours? And it's like, it's really not difficult. We like, 
make it difficult in our head. But if we were just like listened and like asked a question, mm-hmm. like pulled from something that they said, you know, like you said, this something as simple as like, oh, I didn't have a great weekend. And they're not diving into it, but it's be like, oh, well, tell me more. Yeah. Like, why wasn't it a great weekend? You know? Yeah. And it, it's so funny because, you know, when I bring up to people like, hey, like, have you ever thought about doing an improv class? They're like, no way. I could never do that. Um, are the same types of people that are like, oh, I can't go to a party and like meet right. somebody new. And it's the same thing. Like improv scene doesn't start out with something like totally random and weird. It, you know, starts out with something really simple and grounded. Like you'll notice that with like really good improvisers, they'll have this really normal scene. And as soon as like they hear something weird or something like weird happens in the scene, like you giving me the basketball, right? that's where they invest. And then that's where they go. And then it gets mm. weirder and weirder and weirder and weirder. And then it just like explores this whole new world. But the same thing applies in relationships, right? Like we want to pay t- attention to the first weird thing that our friends hear right. or that we hear from our friends. Right. Right. So if you say, oh, like my weekend was okay. Like that might be a weird thing depending on their tone. Right. Right. And depending on like what they're saying. Right. And it's like, oh my gosh, wait, like tell me more about that. You know, like diving in deeper and then it's like keeping it simple and all i'm doing is like uh, just tell me more about that thing that you just mentioned yeah yeah so would you say for like improv in general whether it's like in the workplace or in like personal relationships it's kind of those like three core components yeah i'm sure like other improvisers may say something different but those are the things that really like stand out to me yeah of like ways that i incorporate improv into just kind of my life, whether it's work or, um, you know, personal life or relationships or whatever that looks like. So how for you, do you feel like you've been able to implement that in your career and like, how has that, has that changed things for you? Yeah. Okay. So sales, right. So talking about sales. So, uh, like my first job at GA, like I was on the phone with like 15 to 20 people almost every day. Yeah. And having very similar types of conversations because we're talking about different classes individuals could take. Um, and and for, like talking to them about changing their career, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. So like big life conversations. Big life conversations yeah. that it's just like normal everyday <laughs> this, stuff like, for me. Random sales <laughs> It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, you, you want to change your career? Yeah, you and everybody else. Uh, but <laughs> it's like really honoring that conversation. So for us, like we had like a, like a call structure that we went through. It's not a script, but almost like a guided like questions. Yeah. Um, to really kind of really get to know, like if somebody's a qualified student or not, if they're making the right decision to do this. I think the mistake a lot of salespeople make is they treat that like a script and then they go through this robotic like sales pitch, um, and just kind of go through it. And so, you know, for me, like when I would hear something weird, that's where I'd vest and like go yes and right. So it's like saying, hey, like, w- like what makes you want to take this class with GA right now? And they'd say, like, ah, like, you know, I just really hate my job. I really want to, like, do something new. Uh, and so I think, like, UX would be a great thing. And then so I, would, I wouldn't move on to the next question because the next question would be something like, okay, cool. Like, well, what's your goal with that? Right. Right? My, like, I would be like, oh, man, it, you hate your job? How long have you been in your job for? Hmm. Oh, it, I've been in my job for, like, eight years. Eight years? that's a long time to be in your job for something that you hate. And it's like, well, how long have you known that you hated it? I knew I hated it for six years. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. (laughs) Oh my gosh, so how'd you find UX out of that? Cause like that's kind of like being stuck in a job you don't like and then now pivoting, that's 
that's kind of crazy because you've been doing this. Yeah, like what sparks for you at six years right. to be like, no, I think I want to make a change. Yeah, totally. Because it's different of saying somebody saying like, oh, I don't like my job. I want to do UX versus like, oh, man, I've been in this job for six years. I'm ready to just get out. Yeah. Right. And you wouldn't uncover that information unless you gave a shit, unless you like actually like dove in further and wanted to listen and hear right. the story. Right. So the more that I was able to do that, the more I was able to really pinpoint like what was going on for them and really assessing like, hey, you know what? This is going to be a really great course for you uh, because of X, Y, Z reason that I just listened to. I'm yeah. showing you that I was listening. Um, and That's so fascinating because, I mean, essentially, I just feel like it's a really good way to do sales because you, like you said, gave a shit, but you actually just like listened to the person and what they wanted and maybe it's not always like them doing ex like exactly that career change or course or like yeah. maybe you find something else or discover like, hey, have have you ever thought about like doing like graphic design instead or something else? Yep. And I think that's really cool because if you didn't ask those questions, you could have just maybe sold them on a program that yep. they're like, actually, I don't really want to do this. And totally. then they spend all this money. Because for us as like a business, we don't want students to drop out of the program yeah, right we, and we don't want students to fail out of the program and then be in yeah. debt it's just it's so rare i think for like anyone in sales thank to you like thank you really give a shit you <laughs> yeah. know <laughs> yeah and you know and so there's this other aspect of improv called dropping your agenda mm -hmm. um and it's really easy to have an agenda it's really easy to be agenda driven and say hey you know what i have to get through these questions i have to sell you this course and then i need to get to the end of this so i could get you in this course right but the more, you know, speaking within GA, the more I could naturally just keep my agenda, I might be mismatching their course expectations. Mm -hmm. So I'll tell you a story. I was interviewing a student to be in our software engineering immersive program. So pretty much doing like web development. Okay. And I was in the middle of the interview. He's walking me through his projects. He's just spent like eight hours working on these projects. And now he drove to like downtown LA from where he was living in like, I don't know, like West Side LA somewhere. Uh, so like he drove an hour to present these software engineering right. projects for me and throughout the whole conversation i kind of noticed more and more he was just like monotone he was flat and i had like my script of questions which you know it's an interview it's a formal interview now that i'm interviewing him for right. the course so right. like i have these set questions that every student goes through i paused the interview and i was like hey i'm gonna make up his name to protect his identity hey calvin <laughs> did you enjoy doing this like, what was that experience like for you? Mm -hmm. He's like, uh, it was okay. Yeah. And I'm like, hold on. You're telling me that you want to quit what you're doing for your job right now and do something that was just okay. He's like, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> and I was like, cool. We're going to pause the interview right there and let's have a conversation about this. And so we talked and we set him up on a totally different plan. I had 180. I completely dropped my agenda. And we found out that UX design was like a way better fit for him. Right. He uh, ended up going through our UX immersive program yeah. and graduating, got a job as a UX designer. But if I kept my agenda, I could have sold him into the software engineering immersive course right away. Right. I could have got him in the next day and just like pushed him in. Yeah. And then he would have dropped out like two weeks in. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like nobody, nobody does these programs that, oh, it's okay. Yeah. No, you have to like love this because right. you're working 40 yeah. hours a week doing this program. You're changing everything. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool to like really see that and like be invest, invest that time into that person and not just 
care about like checking him off your list and then like, yeah. moving on to the next person. Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you have to honor the decision that they're making, but also to be a good salesperson, you have to drop your agenda Yeah. because I could get him in once, but if he drops out, he's gone forever. I'm never going to get him back right. because he, then I lost trust. Yeah. But now that I'm showing him like, Hey, I'm taking care of you. Yeah. Like I'm with you in this. Like, I don't care about which course you do. I just want you to do the right course. Right. Right. So, I mean, clearly like that has made you like a really good salesperson in your role, which has kind of helped you. Thank you. Jump up, I guess. And like your yeah. in your job and at GA, you've kind of like climbed the ladder a little bit and like gotten mm. like better jobs and like different roles yeah. and like been able to like really utilize that. And do you feel like, your boss like knows that's something that you utilize within your job. Is that something like GA teaches about like utilizing improv in the Yeah, sense? yeah. That was one thing in like my last role where I got to train individuals at like who are onboarding and I you know, you know, like cause one thing is like you're introduced to that call structure like right at the beginning and yeah. like really getting comfortable with that. I strongly believe in that. But the mistake that salespeople and like, you know, bad salespeople use is that they treat that call structure like a crutch. Like it's the only yeah. way that they could walk, but it's not your crutch. You know, like it's a resource and the biggest gift you could give in a sales role is yourself. Mm -hmm. And like everything that you have of being your most unique version of yourself is the best thing that you could give. And then you also have this like awesome resource of like knowing like the, the right questions asked at the right time. Yeah. So that's something like when I like train people, I was saying, hey, like, yes, get this down, but be you. Like, 100% be yourself. Because yeah. if you're trying to, like, be somebody within this call structure that's not you, you're going to lose everybody. Yeah. Right? And, like, the interests of the other person even. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. That was so sweet. The best gift you can give yourself. Is yes. <laughs> is yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Would you say, like, what for you kind of asking some of these last questions, but, like, any career advice for people who are kind of stuck in like what they're currently doing a job or like a fear of getting in a new career path i guess like what have you learned in your job and improv and kind of combine that like what would you say to someone like if i right now is like i don't want to do this job anymore i want to start a business like oh wow yeah but, but i don't know how to do that i'm scared of like not having steady income, whatever it is. Like there's just like that fear that's holding me back. Like what is something you would like say or ask? Yeah. Well, person? first off, I'm going to say this to myself too, because I'm like, <laughs> I'm not, by the way, just cause I do improv and coach improv doesn't mean like I'm an expert. Like I'm always learning. Right. Yeah. And so sure. like, even for me where it's like, I'm still figuring out what I want to do in my job. Yeah. I'm just telling this to myself, but it's all about taking baby steps and like committing to those baby steps. Right. Like you're not going to, like if we're compare it to improv comedy, right? Like you're not going to walk on stage, tell this like really funny joke with like four of your teammates and get a huge laugh and then walk off and be successful. Like, right. That's like mm. the Insta famous life that everyone like perceives. Yeah. That thinks is real, but, but <laughs> keeping it simple, keeping it grounded, taking it one conversation at a time. Yeah. And then investing in that until you hear the first weird thing, that's when it's like, Oh cool. I may have struck something. So if you feel stuck in your career, explore like little different outlets outside of your career. Um, yeah. you know, um, like just to really kind of gauge personal interests, you know, so like whether it's taking a class or going to like a one-off workshop or, you know, like volunteering at a nonprofit, like whatever it is, 
like just trying something new, like take those baby steps to explore like areas where you may be interested in. Maybe right. that's an like inkling because what happens is we get stuck because we're not moving and we get stuck because we fantasize about these ideas, but we don't ever actually that. explore that. Yeah. Oh, tell me more about that. What well, you no, I was just thinking like we, and you I started think, your own business. You're, I mean, you're I like know, crushing I know. it. So <laughs> why don't you, what would, what would your advice be? I mean, I feel like we fantasize about like, I guess it's kind of that thing of like the grass is always greener, right? Yeah. So like we fantasize about what it'd be like to like have a big home or like have that new car or have that new job or even just like, you know, thinking about a new job, like you said, going out and volunteering. It's like you, you kind of idolize like what that would be like, or like maybe you're like, Oh, that's so fun. Like, look at that person. Like they must enjoy their job. Cause like you hate, I think sometimes we're like, man, we just hate like where we're at. And so right. we like over idolize something but then like we actually try it and it's like oh i don't like this at all yeah and it's like relieving yeah and you're you like oh there's like a lot of like do. grunt work or like stuff behind the scenes that you didn't even see and i think that's very true of my job so like i talked to a lot of people who are like oh my god you're a wedding planner yeah. you must have so much fun like you get to plan everybody's dream day <laughs> and like just get to do all the fun things and and i'm like it, it is fun and I do love my job, but there's also like a lot of behind the scenes, like there's a lot of hard work and yeah. we're the people at the weddings who deal with drunk people or, you yeah. know, like manage conflict or people fighting or something going wrong. Like the oven doesn't work. So there's like, there's a lot of not pretty scenes, I guess, to like every aspect of life and every job. And it's just like whether or not the good outweighs like the bad parts of 100%. it, right? Yeah, like every job has their shit. Yeah. And it's like you like, yes, you get to choose like this is a job I want to do, but guess what? You're taking like the shit with it. Yeah. You know, I know you and I have talked, like I know you work remote in like the days mm -hmm. where you've been at home, days I work remote. It's like there's really lonely days. Yeah. Where it's like, oh my gosh, I've been on my couch all day and I'm just working and I'm I haven't interacted with a human and it's really difficult uh but i think to what you're saying like you know with all the comparison traps we could play of like oh my gosh that person has just the greatest job it's just like understanding like you know you would ask about their job and they'd probably react similar to how you would react about your job like yeah everyone just has a job that has a lot of good components and has bad components yeah uh but if we're going back to the, like the improv principles you know it comes down to committing to yourself mm -hmm. how am i committed to myself you know, it's not about you committing to somebody else's idea or somebody else's life. It's committing to your life. Yeah. So what are the practices that you're taking in a season to really honor that? You know, That's like, so good. you know, for me, like in my life right now, it's like my commitments are doing this product management class with General Assembly uh, and I'm doing I'm actively working out and I'm part of this transportation committee with my neighborhood council. Mm -hmm. And those are things that I'm all equally interested in, like developing and growing. Yeah. You know, I love urban planning, so I'm like, let's explore this a little further. Let's go further down this rabbit hole. Am I going to be an urban planner one day? I don't know. But guess what? Doing this is probably going to help me figure it out and turn over that stone. Right. Um, you know, product management, it's really fun, and I really enjoyed this class, and I'm still going to finish it. But I know enough now that I'm not going to be a product manager. Yeah. But I'm so glad I did it because it's been something I've been thinking about for the past year and a half. Yeah. So Because I think, like, it's so great that you did that because I think some people, like, again, they, like, idolize something and they're like, oh, I just want to do it. I'm going to start it. But they, like, miss that initial baby step of, like, exploring. And I think, like, hands-on experience is so important for people, you know? Because, like, yeah. even back in college, like, I wanted to be a teacher my whole life. 
and I was like going through the like the coursework and everything and then they had um you like went and shadowed for a semester a teacher yeah and that's where I learned I absolutely did not want to be. <laughs> and then you moved to a LA. Teacher. I know. And then I changed my like major and everything. But I think like I like my whole life I had fantasized and yeah. and like I probably would have enjoyed it because I do enjoy teaching to a degree. But I think my whole life I just fantasized about like what it would be like to be a teacher. And then like once I like got into a classroom with a bunch of kids that I had to manage and I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. this is not fun for me. Like I didn't like that setting of teaching, I guess. But I like admire the people that do it because I was like, this is hard work. Yeah. And now you don't like stay awake at night thinking about what if I did teaching? Yeah. Because you probably would if you never explored that. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think it's like, you have to, I like truly believe like, you know, like internships, all of those things are so important for people, Mm -hmm. especially getting started in like their careers because you get to like find out if you truly like something. Cause you can like something even like textbook, you know, like reading about like child development and all of these things were like really interesting. But then like when I actually got into the classroom, I was like, Oh, this isn't something I'm going to truly enjoy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and, and even like to take a step outside of like career stuff specifically of like, oh, what's a perfect job for me? It's I think about like what are the values that I'm committed to and like what specific values, right? Like getting like specific, like, you know, value is like, oh, like I, I want to you know be a good person. Like that's not specific, though. Right. Like, for me, like I want to be in any type of organization where I can invest in people. I could build teams. I could build culture. I could solve puzzles. And, you know, really be involved in, like, creating something. Mm -hmm. If I feel like I have those aspects in a role, it's almost like any role I could do with those, I feel like I would enjoy to a certain extent. Yeah. Right? So I think we think too much about, like, what's the specific thing that is outside of me? But, like, what's the specific thing inside of you that it's, like, you could bring somewhere that would, like, really lighten you up? Yeah. Which is, I mean, going back to teaching, I kind of started the podcast because people would like ask me questions or people who like wanted to start a business or be a wedding planner. And like, I really enjoyed like teaching them or just like sharing my advice, things that I've learned and like my journey. And I was like, Oh, like it'd be really fun to like have it on like a broader level. Totally. And now you get to like scratch that teaching itch. Yeah. And like, it's like you get to do it. Yeah. But you don't have to be with students every day. And like lesson plan. I just get to share and like learn stuff and interview people and that's like really fun for me yeah yeah I love it yeah so okay so you kind of started kind of wrapping up but you started like your own improv like business right yeah, so I maybe share I started little... my own business <laughs> yeah you did yeah that's right <laughs> um so if you want to share a little bit about that and like what I guess is like you're going to be doing with people kind of offering yeah totally so it's called seriously improv yeah um so I yeah, that was actually like the first idea I came up with. And I'm like, oh, I'll sit on that. But I really like it. Okay, so it's Seriously Improv, seriouslyimprov.com. And I focus on improv for business in like three different ways. One, for general team building. Two, um, for sales teams specifically. Because okay. obviously I'm really passionate about that. I feel like sales people, uh, any kind of like direct-to-consumer facing role would benefit so much from improv practices as you know mentioned earlier. Yeah. And the last one is individual coaching. So I have like different workshops I do at GA and with individual coaching that involve like 
you know, how do you like go through the job interview process? How do you do networking events? Well, how do you like be a better version of yourself? And so even though it's like just one-on-one, like there's still so many improv principles that it's like you could teach and like hone in with somebody. So those are like the three aspects that I focus on. That's awesome. Cool. I'm excited for you. Oh, me too. I want to like, yeah, I don't want to do a workshop with you. (laughs) You should. Yeah. Let's go. We'll paint Um, the picture. Yeah. That'd be fun. Is there any other, like, what's one big takeaway? Like, if ever, if someone's like, I don't really, I didn't get anything out of this podcast, and they just go to the very end, what would be, so, like, what's the biggest thing that you feel like someone can take away of, like, implementing this into their life? Yeah. I'm thinking. I kind of, like, sprung that. That was a sprung on me question. <laughs> that was, that was not improvised. in. Here's what I would say. Show up. Be true to who you are and then adapt to the surrounding you're in mm-hmm. and listen and invest. Like it's, I think it's that simple. It's like they all like, yes, and listen, commit. They really all go in together. Yeah. Um, and so it's just about taking those like tiny risks and just being attentive and Put listening. Put down your phone, you know? Put down your phone. Yeah. Put down your phone. That's the, that's the thing I would say. It's true. Because I feel like, I don't know, and just like care about somebody you know, yeah. whether it, and do like practical things, whether it's repeating the last phrase, that's like a simple thing that we can incorporate. And it's not like, it doesn't have to be the exact phrase, but maybe like, okay, that was the last thing that they said. So right. how can I like shape that in, into a question Yeah. or, you know, like making eye contact with somebody or like, how can I like, yes. And somebody, mm-hmm. you know, and just like really kind of get totally like invested in something. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the other week when you were here. That was like 20 things. I'm so sorry. That's good. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I feel like the other week when you were here, we like went, walked to get lunch. Yes. And I was like, oh, do you want to like take it back? And because in my mind, I was like, all right, we should like go back and get to work. And you're like, no, like let's sit outside. And that was so nice. I'm like, I never do this. Yeah. Because I mean, it's usually me. So I'm like grabbing lunch, sitting at my desk and working. But I'm like, oh, it's actually really nice to like take a mental break from work and like we caught up on life and had Mm -hmm. a conversation and like, yeah, it was just so good to like take that break. And I think a lot of us don't do that because we're not intentional with how we're spending our time. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. And just saying yes to it and you committed and sat down and we had a great conversation. One last question that I always ask everybody. Oh, whoa. Since it's, well, I wouldn't know what it is because I haven't (laughs) listened to the podcast yet. That's true. I will listen tonight. Well, since it's called the local table, I like to ask people wherever they're from and we're both from LA, but what is one of your like favorite local spots in LA that you would tell somebody to go to? Oh my goodness. It can be anything like food, coffee, place to see, things to do. Okay. This is, this is one of my favorite places in LA and I'll tell you why. It's called Kofax. C-O-F-A-X. I don't think I know about this. Okay. It's amazing. So it's this little, um... Uh, burrito coffee donut shop on Fairfax. It's like Fairfax and third or Fairfax and Melrose um, right after the Grove. Um, I love it for three different reasons. I love donuts. You know, I love donuts. I love donuts as well. Great. They have really good donuts that they make there. Okay. Two, they have amazing breakfast burritos, probably top three breakfast burrito, I think in LA. What? Okay. Number one is Lily's in Malibu. Um, Number two is TBD. I don't want to give that to somebody else. And then three is Kofax. Oh, number two is Cafe Dolce. Okay, but oh anyways, Copax. Okay. okay, sorry. <laughs> I digress. So <laughs> Clearly, I like breakfast burritos a little too much. I, so, wow. Anyways, I Co- Copax, they got great donuts. They got great breakfast burritos. And it's 1950s Dodgers themed. 
Oh, so yeah. Kofax, Sandy Kofax. I'm a big Dodger fan. Yeah. I'm a big burrito fan, big donut fan. And I got to meet uh, Nick, who's the founder, at a transportation meeting. Uh, and <laughs> See, he's such look a at nice that. guy. If yeah. you never would have joined the transportation. Yeah. So it just feels like a true LA like spot. That's cool. Now I'm, I have to check that out. I've never. You heard. should. How am yeah, I friends well, with you? And you've never taken me there. I, I don't know. This is gonna change. I don't know. I'm so this sorry. I'm, this is my fault. It's my fault. <laughs> it's all good. How can people find you? Uh, I'm on, I was going to say I'm on Instagram, but I'm <laughs> but not, not checking it. Uh, so you can find me on LinkedIn. If you type in Brian Nelson, general assembly, um, if you want to reach out to me in a business setting. Yeah. And uh, like, yeah, yeah. If you're thinking about changing your career, re- reach out to Brian. Yeah. Or if you're, is general wants assembly, to do I guess digital transformation. Yeah. Is general assembly like people from anywhere can join or is it? Oh like, yeah. We're across okay. the world, anywhere across. If you're cool. listening and you live in Croatia. Des Moines. <laughs> Des Moines. Des Moines, you know the capital of Iowa. Des Moines, Iowa. You could take a class at General Assembly. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm on LinkedIn, and uh, if you go to seriouslyimprov.com, perfect. Um, you know, you can find me there as well. Well, we'll put that in the show notes. Yes, awesome. and if you're personally interested in taking individual improv classes, like yeah. if you're like, I want to go to a weekly class, Improv for the People in West LA is where I started with the great Matthew Moore. Uh, he's fantastic and is so. Uh, just great with people from all different backgrounds who are brand new to improv. Like with people who are really shy, people are really outgoing. Highly recommend it. Improvforthepeople.com. Was that your director that led all of your shows that yeah. we went to? Oh yeah. He's yeah. He's cool. fantastic. Yeah. He's yeah. really good at it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Brian. This was super helpful. I learned a lot and thank you. I think this is going to be, I, I think it's just like a really cool topic because, again, I think most people are like, oh, improv comedy. How does that relate? Because I know like when I first learned about improv and like you doing it, I just thought it was comedy. So I feel like oh, it's not. This it's is not. such a good topic for people because it really is just like showing up and like investing in people and like kind of slowing down your life, like yep. taking the time to really like listen. And, and that's where somebody. the humor is. Yeah. Is when you have something grounded and you just find the weird thing. But I yeah, that. cool. Well, thank you so much. Thank for you for having me to this dark. We work at eight thirty yep. on a Thursday night. It's that's Thursday, right. right? Yeah. Yep. That's great. Well, thank you for coming. Yeah. Have a great wedding yeah, this weekend. Thank you. That you're uh, planning. The client and that you brought me. <laughs> that's right. Feather Arrow Collective. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. All thank right, you thanks, guys. Jerry. that's today's episode of the local table thank you guys so much for being here i'm truly grateful that you're tuning in about a year ago this was just a dream of mine and now it's so exciting to be here interviewing other people sharing their stories and just delivering really great content i hope you walk away feeling inspired or maybe you gained a new perspective or you learned a thing or two It would honestly mean the world to me if you would be so kind and leave us a positive review if you enjoyed today's show. Again, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart, and we'll see you next time on The Local Table.